I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. And welcome back to Inside Sources. This is Jim Bennett, and I'm here with the estimable. Uh, is, is your microphone on there, Scott? I think so. Oh, there we go. All right. We're out there. Well, glad to have you here. By the way, I, I, uh, full disclosure, I just found out the guy, the person who said Joe Biden is too old, go Pete. <laughs> That, that was my wife texting in. So, okay, I, I, Mrs. I, Bennett, please, please yeah, just the cat's know out of the bag. that uh, there's a little wisdom in uh, seniority and silver silver hair. And if you look up the camera, uh, you'll notice I have silver hair. But uh, I have a little more than I need. <laughs> so it's only going to get more and more as we go forward. Go, Joe, go. Uh, I, I got a t- text. Hi, Jim. If you worked at Bennett's for my husband and there's a name as a teenager, I'd love to chat with you. This is the old Bennett Glass and Paint Oh, cool. Company. I didn't. I, I didn't grow up here, so I didn't work there. Yeah. But yeah. A, a lot of people, that was a family business. It went, we went out of business in the 80s. But They probably need a warranty on their windows. So Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> well, we were also told before that we were unlistenable. Uh, but today we're told, I think you guys should host the show more often. Informational food for thought, opinions, plus humor, too. You guys have made my work afternoon awesome. And that is not from my wife. You know, so that's good. Well, no, that we thank you for your compliments. And if you have any other, remember the text line five seven five five zero zero zero. Please call in. Uh, we're anxious to hear from you as we go into this last segment. If you have any question for us, fair game on any of them. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah please do that. Uh, you know, Jim and I had, had talked a little bit earlier about the legislature and. Listen, these are great colleagues, great friends of mine, and uh, they often get a bad rap because they try their hardest. But I do believe that it's time to uh, have some change and, and, and transformation needs to happen. And I, I see in any state, we lived in California for a while, Jim, and, and the, the Democrats were so far to the left. And they yeah. had such control, and they never gave the time of day to the, uh, to the Republicans. And I actually ended up voting for Republicans in California. And uh, I voted for Arnold. Unfortunately, I found out more about him. But, you know, <laughs> at the time I did because I thought we needed balance. You know, the best politics you have is when you have good, um, solid opposition that you can work together and come up with the best idea. But I, I think if nothing else out of today's program, please, I want to know who your state representative and your state senator is. 
People can't answer that simple right. question. We got Jeff Kaplan in here. No, nope. <laughs> no, nope. no, you're not here. No, no, no. I'm here. I can't name my representative. Jeff's one of the smartest, most talented guys I know. But are the point on that, Jeff, is that even your representative, who's probably might live right next door to you and the state senator, they're accessible here. It's not like in Jersey or or New York where you know there's billions of people and. You, your voice makes a difference, uh, and and that's what really when I think people hear from you and you and me, that makes a difference. Well, um, I'm going to go look them up right now on Google. There you go. There <laughs> you go. Start right. Hey, you know, I spoke to uh, uh, about 200 people last week at an event, and most of them were millennials. And I asked them that question. Three hands went. Three hands went up. And I learned from the millennials something. They said, one, we want to be heard. Two, we want to be recognized. And three, we want food. Oh. And I said, in turn for all of those things, how many of you know who your state representative is? Three or four hands. Yeah. How many of you know who your new state senator is? Like five or six. I said, okay, if you want to be heard, you want to be recognized, and you want food? <laughs> yeah. Figure out who, who your representatives are. Yeah, and, and do that. Well, I think the only reason I know who they are is because I've run against them. <laughs> At, uh, well, I actually well, ran for the state senate in 2006 against Wayne Niederhauser. Oh, did you really? Internally oh, in the Republican Party. Yeah, on the primary. In the primary. And uh, I came in third oh, wow. in convention, which was great because it went on to be a race between Wayne Niederhauser and Bryson Garbett. And it became the most expensive state senate race in Utah history, and I didn't have anywhere near the money to compete. I remember that very yeah. well, and uh, I, I lost by six votes. In did you really? Yeah, yeah. that's so. so interesting. Bryson was probably saying, "You know what? Maybe you should have won that one well, <laughs> with the cost and everything." With the cost, two good, sure. two great men, two great leaders, and uh, I have to tell you, I know some inside information on that, and Wayne. What a what a great guy to come back and meet with Bryson and have a reconciliation of terms and who's no I mean I mean I, I didn't have any problem it, it, it's really that was actually more devastating experience than losing the congressional race really well because I kind of expected to lose the congressional race yeah although I I talked myself into the idea that I could win right. you can't get up in the morning and campaign if you're like oh, well I'm going to go and I'm going to lose you can't do that you have to sort of psych yourself into the idea that you can win it. But I really thought I had a shot at that state senate race, and that was just devastating to put your Six name months. on a ballot. Oh my gosh! And just have them say, "No, not you." Well, it's I, it's it's hard. But I mean, you know that more than anybody. People like you and others who jump in that uh, in the arena to go participate in the battle. We need more people like that. Boyd Matheson did another great uh, op-ed called "In the Parentheses" yeah. over the weekend, and he talked about people. Uh, getting in to run and uh, Jeff, for you, uh, you, you know, even uh, we we need your voice. Yeah, well, Jeff runs; he has to give up his in. job. Yeah, right. He's not so, good. So, Jeff, who who who's your representative? I haven't looked yet because I'm oh. busy. I'm bit, you know the fire that everybody's been texting oh, you yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we've been watching that. Is it okay? Uh, no, it's not okay. We have these heavy winds, and there are some evacuations already starting. Uh, you know, I just talked to my wife. We live about That's three right. miles away. And she said not only is she seeing smoke, but she's actually seeing flames from our house. So uh, I would focus on your family. Yeah, you, you have it up on that screen right there. Oh, that, oh there it is. Gosh, so those of you is. texting us, we're on it. KSL has gotten word of this and uh, is getting coverage on this. 
Jeff Kaplan will give you first-hand reports. Uh, he lives out in the neighborhood, and nothing like living in the hood to be able to understand. Living the, in the hood, yeah. yeah what's going on out well, Hopefully there. everything will be okay quickly. Yeah. Okay, so a few more texts. Thoroughly enjoyed today's show with the two of you. Not so overly opinionated. I thought we were really opinionated. I did, too. Uh, I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. But that's all right. Thank you. Bennett Paint and Glass is still going strong. Why don't you take a trip north and see it? 1900 North in Ogden. There is actually a location up there that has the Bennett Paint and Glass name. There you go. They bought that from the Bennett oh, family. They it's, the it's, family. Not, they it's not the same, the same company. But Good to know. Appreciate, Good to know. Why don't the Democrats start talking about basing Medicare and Social Security on income? Then we could start helping out the younger generation. You know what? I think that's a brilliant idea. And, and once again, I would ask that texter, do you know who your representative is? Who's your congressperson? I'd send that in there. And I would absolutely demand that they start having that as a consideration. Because I agree with you. I agree with you. What's going to happen the next generation? And no. that's the challenge. Hey, Scott, my ledges, I think it means legislators, are Lou Shirtliff and Ann Milner, two terrific women. Proud of both of them, by the way. Long time no see Scott Parkinson. Oh, my gosh. Scott Parkinson. What a great, great guy. <laughs> and you do have two of the best. Now, you're in the best situation up there, Scott. You've got a Democrat and Republican who work together to solve problems and, and make progress. And uh, Scott should be running. That's who should be running. All we right. should have Scott up there. You, you're endorsing a lot of other candidates. Yeah. A lot of people who aren't even running. <laughs> But that's I, I think this is your latent <laughs> desire to get back in the fray. This yeah. is, is Scott Howell needs to get back out there. You need to run. Oh, yeah. I'd vote for Governor Scott Howell. Uh, talk to Linda Skanky Howell, and uh, that, that conversation will quickly end. I yeah, mean, well, talk to Laurel Bennett, and that <laughs> conversation Laurel, will end as Laurel well. Laurel and Linda are calling each other right now. Right. What the hey? We never let them do no, that. No, after, after I lost, Richard Davis was saying, well, you want to run for the state Senate? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. And Laurel's like, no, no, you don't. You don't. You have a young family. You do not want to do that. Well, okay, there's so you. many talented people out there. And uh, look, I, I, a ton of people, I don't even know their political affiliation, but I do know their leadership qualities. And one of the things that I've, uh, uh, Boyd Madison again talks about this, the happy warrior of how you go in and you try and change attitudes and you try and change people. We need to be happy warriors. Yeah. And we need to have, uh, uh, be change agents. And that's really what I'm trying to push. So, I, uh, I, Jim, uh, what a pleasure to be here with you today. Oh, what a what pleasure a- to be with you, Scott. I've, I very much enjoyed my association with you here, and I, I, I hope we can do it again. Well, uh, you know, I, I, again, your father was so inspirational to me, and I was with him in some of those final hours or days, I guess I should say, and, y- you know, he knew about crossing the aisle. And, um, thank you for we having us. We need more us. of that. Thank you for having us.